Do you want to start a new sport or get back into one? But you really have no gear whatsoever and wonder how can you possibly afford all that equipment? Have you ever suffered from deep doubts on what equipment or clothes you should buy for allowing a decent training and performance? Selecting the right sports equipment, clothing and safety gear is essential to ensure that you have a safe and enjoyable experience as well while participating in your chosen discipline. Today we'll get into two different aspects of how to gear up without excessively losing your mind and money. Hey there, you're listening to EJR and this is Adathlete. If you're like me, you probably tried one zillion times to get and maintain yourself fit. And you failed. There's nothing wrong about you. You just need to keep trying. For me, it all started in survival mode. Following an accident around my 20s, I had to learn from scratch how to train from within and not simply copying what a perfectly trained trainer showed me or told me to do. That never works, by the way. At least not long term. And so I started learning how to train tailoring to my unique goals which also makes me more accountable in keeping healthy habits in check. In this podcast, I share the tricks and secrets about why you keep failing in training and nutrition and what you can do about it. So today we'll discuss two topics. Topic number one, how to select the right gear. Even when you're overwhelmed by the choices, you don't know what could be useful, you don't know if something will fit you well, anything. So you need to have a strategy to select the gear that you really need and then you build up on that. And Topic number two, the role of electronic devices. I knew this needed to be a separate section because really the number of connected wearable devices worldwide jumped from 96.72 million in 2015 to over 1 billion in 2022. So I guess it makes sense to discuss how to distinguish the useful ones from the useless, right? Okay, let's start with topic number one, selecting your gear. Selecting the right gear can be a bit troublesome, especially if you want to jump into the sport and don't want to waste too much time with shopping. However, some time dedicated to this activity can save you a lot of trouble. First, do your research. We already discussed how important it is researching your sport and whatever goes around it. Research allows you to gather information and avoid falling into impulsive shopping that will leave you with material stuff that will occupy otherwise useful space in your house. Before buying any sports equipment or clothing, 
Do some deep research to understand the specific requirements of your chosen sport. You can look up online resources or talk to other experienced athletes or even coaches to get a better understanding of what gear you will need. Social networks, groups and forums are a great way to test your ideas. You can search if someone had the same question as you in the past or simply write a post calling for advice. What you shouldn't do is going to a store and just asking for something. Some salespeople may be well prepared, but it's not always the case. I believe that who knows best is who uses such equipment on a recurring basis. Sometimes even coaches don't remember anymore how it felt like and may rely on their trainee's experience. Second, look for quality, but be realistic. I'm a connoisseur, pun intended. But yeah, I, I just love buying ons and use the product for years. To be real honest, I literally obsess. And before I buy a product, I read all possible reviews I can and check for pictures and experiences everywhere. So I'm a bit biased on this. Nevertheless, I know there is this trend of fast shopping nowadays and even if I'm not in it at all, I understand if people like to have new clothes and fresh models to wear at events and parties. However, sportswear is a bit different. If you generally tend to fast shop, consider this. Sportswear starts to fit properly when it's not new anymore. There's a reason why it's said to never ever use new sportswear at sports events like a run, a match, or a show. You should actually re-arse, train, and sweat multiple times in the sport where you want to use at such match, run, or show. You need to get used to it, to the point it becomes your second skin. The risk is having issues that could hinder your performance. So, buying quality is actually a good starting point because you won't have to break in your new equipment too often. Looking for high quality equipment and clothing from reputable brands is a good choice. This will ensure that your gear is durable and can withstand the wear and tear of regular use. Plus, it will be more environmentally friendly, especially for sportswear, which is generally made of plastic fibers. Anyhow, I know we cannot always afford a vast array of new equipment for every new sport we get in. As we said, discovering your sport takes time. You may try different ones before landing your final one, and even then, at a certain point in time, you may want to start cross-training, adding a new discipline to your sports portfolio. There's also the thought that it won't last, right? Then what do we do? You need to budget it a bit and make a plan. As always, right? Always make a plan. All right, so important is to prioritize safety gear. Safety should always be a top priority when selecting sports gear. Depending on your discipline, safety gear may include helmets, knee and elbow pads, mouth guards, or other protective equipment. So invest in quality safety gear to prevent injuries. If you have a tight budget 
and you can buy only a few high quality items, start making sure that the safety gear will be on top of your shopping list. If you cannot afford all the required safety gear, start with the most important ones. You will follow up with the rest. Remember, once you get injured, even if not that serious, it will translate into a setback with you getting out of the sport for some time, which can also be a risk of completely departing from the sport. And anyway, it's never worth risking your life or health. The day I broke my wrist on the ice before I got to the hospital, I was waiting the bus with my teammates and I remember listening to one of them telling me that the previous year she fell on her head and ended up for two weeks in the hospital, which then resulted in her not being able to taste food anymore from one side of her tongue. Cool, right? Like permanently gone. Needless to say that it scared me like crazy. And the next thing I did before getting back on the eyes was to buy a head protection. Nobody uses it in figure skating. It's not a thing. But after her accident, almost everybody in our group bought one. Originally, it's sold to soccer players. But since we are athletes and we cannot risk like children do, we got one also for us. See, children will fall and get up. If they injure themselves, they will recover quicker than us. And most importantly, they don't have responsibilities. I don't know you, but I'm not sure how often I can afford to tell my employer that I'm on sick leave for a couple of months. Just joking, of course. But if you also have a career or a family to take care of, buying high-quality safety gear, it's an important decision to make. Next, consider the weather. Depending on the weather conditions, you may need specific clothing or equipment. For example, if you're playing a winter sport, you will need warm clothing and gloves. If you're playing a summer sport, you may need lightweight, breathable clothing and sunscreen. Those types of clothes and equipment also need to be of a high quality or they won't give the promised function. So, a second priority goes to such necessities. Also here, there are workarounds. You can research what is the most important piece of clothing or equipment that you really cannot afford to have because it will hinder your performance. For instance, I got a bunch of very basic quality shirts and leggings because I really don't need them to perform well. Also, I prefer to have many to rotate them more easily without having the issue of rushing up to wash them at the end of the week. Consider that if you don't collect enough dirty sportswear, and honestly, you need to do sport every day to collect it. So that's also a plus. You either have to wash it by hand, funny, or you need to wait until you can reach a good amount of clothes to fill an entire washing machine. Those are all hidden costs that you may not notice at the beginning, but that have consequences on your overall spending. Also check and understand the proper fit. However great and deep your research was, I believe that experience is the only one that can really give the final verdict on how a good product is properly fitting your specific body. 
You need to make sure that the equipment and clothing you select fits you properly. Ill-fitting gear can be uncomfortable, affect your performance and even cause injury. For example, some general guidelines would be that your helmet should fit snugly on your head and your shoes should have ample toe room. However, there is equipment that has a particular way of fitting because of the peculiarity of the sport. For instance, figure skating skates need to lock the heel and need to have the approximate width your foot has. Even just lacing up a bit differently often gives me crazy foot pain. So it really depends on the sport you want to do and also on the type of gear. Sometimes, no matter how good and expensive the brand can be, you may not get along with that particular brand and you will need to switch. This is a very unfortunate event in case you already spent the money on it, but it's most often preventable. For instance, through other people's experience and extensive research, you can really get to know if a piece of equipment is renowned for fitting tight or wide and learn how to classify parts of your body as well. Are you upper body dominant? Do you have wide feet? Often we don't even know without comparing ourselves to the average person who practices the discipline we want to get in. Finally, don't overspend. While it is important to invest in quality gear, you don't need to overspend. Look for deals and discounts and don't be afraid to buy used equipment if it is in good condition. At the beginning, many things can happen because you lack experience on the field. Buying used equipment or maybe renting it out can allow you to try it with a minimum expense. Only when you're sure you can make some final and more expensive purchases. There's also a phenomenon that affected me and so many people I know. It's that idea that in order to train, you need that specific piece of equipment. You literally obsess on that purchase with more than necessary research to the point that you start losing precious time you could easily invest in training. We've discussed this already and it's a real pitfall. When gearing up, make sure you're buying everything that is most essential to let you start up. Believe me, you will have enough time to buy additional gear. Use this desire to push yourself to train more to the point you will deserve and really need that piece of equipment. By following these tips, you can select the right sports equipment, clothing and safety gear for your chosen sport and ensure that you have a safe and enjoyable experience. Finally, let's get to topic number two, the role of electronic devices. Adding up electronic devices can be a great help to track your activity. But again, don't fall prey to the I need that in order to train effect. Especially when starting off, you won't really need to track your activity levels Maybe you can track the frequency to make sure you're being constant, but that is your only measure if your first wall is just getting to do sport on a rolling basis. Anyway, I want you to be aware of the benefits of such devices because maybe, who knows, that purchase can 
even push you to the level you want to reach and supporting you further. All right, what options are out there? We have fitness trackers. Fitness trackers like Fitbit, Garmin and Apple Watch are wearable devices that can track your physical activity, heart rate, sleep and more depending on the device. They can help you set goals and monitor your progress, providing you with feedback on your performance and motivating you to improve. They can also help you plan and monitor your training schedule, ensuring that you stay on track and make progress towards your goals. Some are versatile, like an Apple Watch, which is multi-purpose. So maybe you already have one. Others like Garmin are more sports specific and can also be very expensive for its sole purpose. Also, this is something you may aim for when you get to a more advanced level. When actually getting to know your stats can make a real difference to increase your performance. Fitness trackers can be expensive if you look for something that gives you reliable stats. But you can also start with cheap versions. I used for many years a simple Xiaomi band, which allowed me to track my steps and general activity. I switched then to a more advanced one when I was already training every day or so. And also, in the meantime, if you really want to upgrade from a simple fitness tracker, you can use your smartphone. So smartphones have become an essential tool for sports enthusiasts. There are many fitness apps available that can help you track your progress, create and manage workout routines, and find new exercises and training programs. If you have a good phone, it can also be a reliable way to start collecting your stats. I remember when I started running, I used the Nike Run Club app to track my activity, but also to motivate myself with the pre-recorded coaching podcasts. And I still use it for my Apple Watch. Best of all, it's free. There's plenty of them, actually. Adidas also has a good one. Just try them out and use the one that fits you best. If you want to use a smartphone, I suggest you buy a patch you can attach to your arm so that it doesn't hinder your movements and it will allow you to train around without bringing any bag or backpack with you. Then what about sports watches? They are fitness trackers, but as we said, one purpose only, tracking sports activity. Like those made by Garmin, Polar and Sunto can track your workouts, monitor your heart rate and provide you real-time feedback on your performance. But that's it. So if you really decide to invest in such a tracker, make sure it's something you will exploit fully. Otherwise, it's a bit like throwing money out of the window because they're not versatile like smartwatches. Something else on the market are Bluetooth headphones. Wireless headphones can be a great asset for those who enjoy working out, listening to music or podcasts. They are lightweight, comfortable and won't get in the way during your workout. Many models are also sweat-resistant, so they can withstand even the toughest workout sessions. Again, here's the catch with multipurpose smartwatches and sport watches. Again, here's the catch with the multipurpose 
smartwatches and sports watches. With the first ones, you can also listen to your music and forget your phone at home or in your bag. With the latter, you're limited to one use, tracking your activity. So if you're like me and you cannot train without music, well, choose wisely for a multi-purpose smartwatch. Depending on your discipline, there's also a feature you may want to consider, and that is the emergency call in case you fall, have an accident, or need help. Finally, something a bit unorthodox is virtual reality for sport. So VR technology for sport is something I have yet to try it out. I know it can provide an immersive and interactive uh, workout experience, which can be especially helpful for those who may not have access to a gym or outdoor space. There are interesting developments in this technology, such as uh, seeing an avatar running in front of you at the pace you decide up front to run. I usually have to keep checking my smartwatch to see if I'm maintaining that level of pace, and it's incredibly subjective. I never guess it right. Sometimes I feel the pace, but most often I just don't understand. Unless I have someone who's running with me, I just cannot determine it with precision. Sometimes I feel I'm slow and then I look and I'm actually faster than my average. And other times I feel fast when I'm actually being sluggish. So it's a little bit of confusion. I would say that this is an interesting way to train without distraction and more precision. I guess it translates to having a coach checking the chronometer and shouting at you, faster, get those legs up. On the other side, we already have a variety of sports and fitness games such as boxing, dancing and yoga that can be performed with various VR devices and Who knows what's next on the Apple VR Pro will start releasing more advanced versions. But honestly, in terms of usefulness, uh, those devices may be indispensable only once we set foot on Mars or on the moon, where humans won't really be able to really train outside like we do on Earth. I'd say for now, traditional sport is easier and cheaper. I guess it could be an interesting way to train with kids that need a bit more motivation. So you make it fun with some visuals and music. Or I think about online classes. See, in the past, I would just subscribe to a gym or a studio and go for an in-person class. Online classes were possible, but not that mainstream. Since after the pandemic, I've seen more and more professionals wanting to reach wider, who place their courses online. And that's actually the first thing I consider now when I want to add some cross-training to my main discipline. It's just that I have more choices online, especially when you consider niche disciplines. I bet you also cannot find an instructor close to your location, and that's completely normal. What I sometimes miss is the ability to really see movements in 3D. In a flat 2D screen, it is often not easy to see physical movements, even when the trainers hired a troupe doing all possible angles. 
So I guess VR may expand this field and make professional and niche training more accessible. I would be in, totally. Okay, today we touched base on two main topics. How to prioritize when choosing your brand new and not so brand new gear, along with related considerations you have to take into account, and how electronic devices can help you in your training routine, and what are specifically those categories that you can rely on. Overall, make sure to focus on being constant before making big purchases. Eventually, your goal is to do sport. Measure is for better performance. I hope you found this episode helping you. And let me know if you just did some purchase for a new sport you got in or if you decided to splurge a little bit after a while you practiced your discipline. Has it made any difference or do you regret the loss of money? Also, I'm tailoring this podcast series to let you achieve your unique goals. What is the major roadblock to move your body? Is it time, work and other commitments, or you simply get bored? Or maybe you have a topic you want me to talk about. Please let me know by writing a comment or answering the poll in the athletes community or on your preferred social media platform, whatever you like. I'll post the links in the description box below or you can visit the adulthlete.com website and reach out to me via the contact form. I'd love to hear from you. But you can also keep listening to the upcoming next episodes. Thank you for being part of the Adulthlete community. That's all for today. EGR out.